are listening to It Matters with Kelly Cords on AM 1240 and 95.3 FM WJON. Kelly Showstrom is joining us for our budgeting basics. You can always learn from Kelly by going to her website, kellyshowstrom.com, where she gives you all kinds of tips on how to save money, how to be a better steward of your money, lots of links to helpful apps and other information that can help you out. And she's joining us again today. Uh, Kelly, thank you for being here. I, we were trying to talk to each other and she's like, how much time do I have? I'm like, I don't even have time to tell you. We're already here. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. I know it sneaks up on us sometimes, but I mean, we don't need that much prep time. You and I always find plenty of things to chat about when it comes to money and saving and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of become, um, I like, I like to say that money should sort of be a hobby because if you look at it more in a positive way, it doesn't have to be so overwhelming. Oh, totally, Kelly. And even when I work with clients and I have one right now that I've been with her, working with her for quite a while and she ebbs and flows and doing great. And then she's tackling it on her own, but then she kind of slips a little bit, which is totally normal. But she's in this, this phase right now of just doing really, really great with her money. And it's amazing how fun money can be, right? When we're, when we're good at it, when we're seeing progress, when we're saving and we're reaching our goals. And so to everyone out there that thinks money is like the worst topic ever, you hate talking about it. It always brings up tension in your household. You and your spouse always fight about it. It's that's probably red flags or signs that, you know, something's got to change and it, it, it's, it's more stressful than it is fun. And so if that's the case, yeah. doing a few simple things will really, truly make it um, more of a hobby, more of a fun thing that you and your partner or whoever you're sharing your money with um, can talk about versus something that causes tension in the relationship. Susie Orman, she's kind of uh, somebody that a lot of people look up to. Is she somebody that you've always kind of followed? So I'd like to follow all the big names, Kelly, because I think it's really interesting how they all give separate, the same but separate advice, right? And so um, a perfect example is Susie Orman um, in an article that I was just reading about on three tips to help you save when you're living paycheck to paycheck. And we'll dive into those three tips. But one thing that she talks about is having, um, I believe it's an eight to 12 month emergency fund. And we all know Dave Ramsey talks about a three to six month emergency fund. And so I am not surprised when people are so confused about well, what is it? Am I supposed to have three months or 12 months? Like that's a really big difference. And so yeah. um, I like to just keep up with them because I think they all have really good advice. Um, you have to take it with a grain of salt. And at the end of the day, Kelly, I say this every day over and over again, but personal finance is truly that it's personal. And so you have to have all of this insight from all these different um, professionals and educators, but then know at the end of the day, what's actually best for you. And here's the thing. Um, Money, like for me, and probably for a lot of people, it ebbs and flows, right? So for me, there was a time where I was doing really well. I had my savings right where I wanted it to be. And then things changed when when COVID happened. My life kind of flipped around for all the stuff that I was doing, and it's never quite recovered. And so now I'm kind of back in the, okay, uh, I've got to struggle through this just a little bit longer till I get these little things paid off, and then my savings can start growing again the way I wanted to. So I'm excited to talk about this today because we're talking about living paycheck to paycheck. I think a lot of people have kind of fallen into that where maybe they didn't have to do this for a while, but now they're doing it again. So let's try to help people out of that paycheck to paycheck and figure out a way to save. Exactly. And a, a CN, um, CNBC survey um, that they did recently, Kelly, shows that 58% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. That is a huge wow. number. That is more than half of the country is 
check in the calendar, check in their bank account to see when that paycheck is coming in. And so if this is you, don't feel like you're doing something wrong. Don't feel like you're alone because you're in the majority here, unfortunately. And, but there are a lot of things that Kelly and I talk about that can help you get out of it. And so um, we kind of talked about 58%. Everyone's living paycheck to paycheck right now. Part of it is just because like you said, Kelly, post COVID people are still recovering from that. Um, There's also this potential loom of a recession, you know, that's, we're always talking about a potential recession and we might be more seriously talking about one now. And so now's a really important time to kind of um, get your ducks in a row and to make sure that um, you're setting yourself up for success. And, you know, you might get to a point where you have six months of an emergency fund and you're doing great. Something happens, you fall back a little bit, but then you just have to work towards building that savings up again. So we're always kind of, you know, working with our money, but hopefully it becomes less of a stressor as time goes on. So with that, Kelly, the three tips to help you save if you're living paycheck to paycheck, are you ready for the first one? I'm ready. All right. This one is make yourself the number one priority. And so I know for all of you that are like, uh, what do I, what does it actually mean? What do I do with that? Um, hear us out because we get faced with so many questions every single day. Isn't it like thousands of decisions our brains make a day yeah. um, and, and it's overwhelming. Right. And so even everything related to money, we truly have to bring it back to ourselves and say, does this help me? Does this move me forward towards my goals, towards paying off debt, whatever our goals are, right. Um, building a savings account, does it move me forward towards that goal? And so when you have your friend asking you if you want to go on this last minute trip, does that check the box for moving you towards a goal that you have? When you decided to go out to eat four times this week because you didn't have groceries at the house, does that help you move your goal? And so I know these all, this this seems like we're picking apart your life and your, and your spending decisions, but it really comes down to, you have to remember that you are number one. And at the end of the day, when we're trying to retire and trying to live life and maybe have less income, did all the decisions decisions that you made up until that point, did it set you, set you up for success? And we're not going to say that every decision is going to set us up for success, but what can we be doing proactively today to try our best to truly say, yes, all the decisions or most of the decisions that I made around my money today are truly working towards these goals that I've identified that will help me and my family. Hmm. Good point. It makes me go, okay, no matter what, I want to put a hundred dollars back for myself. I want to just put $100 in a drawer every week for me or 100 a month and keep it because somewhere I'm going to need that. Exactly, Kelly. And it and it can become hard, right? When we think, well, if I don't go out to eat with my friends, they're going to think I don't have money and I have money. That's not the thing. Or my, you know, I'm driving this old beater car and I really want to like just have a nicer car because it maybe doesn't fit into the neighborhood or I feel like I deserve a nicer car because I have a good job. All of those things can pile up and all of a sudden we're working towards goals that don't actually help where we truly want to end up. And so we have to, we have to think about each of those questions and say, do I want a new car? Absolutely. Who doesn't, right? But yeah. do I need to do a couple of things first before that new car happens? Do I need to make sure that I may be saying no to a little bit more happy hours than I normally do because I just have some other things in place that come first? Yeah. And that's okay. You can do that. All right. What's number two? All right. Number two is automate your savings. So kind of what you said, Kelly, $100 a week, $100 a month, whatever your number is, 
let's just put that on autopilot so we don't have to think about it. And so maybe you start from the very beginning with your employer and you have money coming instead of the, the whole paycheck going into your checking account. Maybe you split it up if your employer lets you and some of the money goes into a savings account. Maybe some mm. of it even goes to a separate bank where you don't even log in and you don't even know how much money is there and you don't have easy access to it. But it's just always on a rotating you know, calendar it's always going to be going into that account. And so making things as automated as possible will just one less room for error in case you forget to, you know, transfer that money to your savings or like we all do. And I did this for years. Well, yes, I do put transfer it to savings technically, but then I transfer it right back out the next week because I'm something else came up. Right. Yes, and so, right. oh, we all play that game all the time, Kelly. And so um, how can we just automate it and set it aside and forget about it so that we don't have to stress about us feeling so bad about not being able to save? Because that because those feelings are, um, you know, we don't want to feel like failures. And with our own money, it can easily feel like we're failing if we if we do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I have a house and I love my house and I'm always like, you know, looking at it going, I've got to remember that this, this is going to need attention. Like my mailbox, my dad came and fixed my mailbox. That was a small expense, right? But there's going to be other things that have to be fixed when you are a homeowner. I've got to remember, I've got to keep putting some money back for those things as those things are going to come up. Exactly. And when you're first getting started, Kelly, you just want to have a savings account, right? Don't worry about all the sinking funds that we talk about for car repairs, house repairs, vacation fund. Like that can become overwhelming because you also probably don't have enough money to split into all those different buckets. You're just trying to save at that point. You're just trying to automate it at that point. That way when mailbox repairs have to happen or a water heater goes out or we need new tires, we just pull it out of the savings account. We don't beat ourselves up over it because that's what an emergency fund is for. And then we move on with our life, right? And so so when you can have it separate, when you can have it automated, you have a little bit more um, money to play with when those things come up. And then as we get good with our money, as we start building better habits, then we can start piecing it out to what you're saying, Kelly. Maybe I need a house fund. Maybe I need a car fund because these are expenses that come up quite a bit. Um, and I want to make sure that I still have fun for a vacation and I don't want my house fund getting mixed up with my vacation fund. Yeah, good point. All right. And what is number three? All right. Number three is live below your means. And this one seems simple, Kelly, but it is big and it hits so many different areas that I always talk about. But um, this comes down to tracking our spending, right? What that, what that actually means is you have to know how much you make and you have to know how much you spend because you need to live below how much you make. And so everybody should know how much money they bring in per month. And even our people with our, our um, incomes that are all over the place, you should have an idea of what your base income is or how much you need to make per month to kind of survive off of. And then you need to track your spending to see, okay, now where is all of that money going? And is it actually going towards the things that are priority for me, number one, right? We talked about that in the beginning. Um, but then is it also not adding up to be more than my paycheck? Because when we spend more than we make, Kelly, that's when we go into debt. That's when our credit card starts piling up. That's more paying that 20% interest every single month. And it is really hard to catch up once we start playing that game. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It's not a game anybody wants to play. Crawling out of that takes a long time. 
Exactly. And you want to just make sure that you ask yourself with your transactions. Um, and I know this can sound really overwhelming and like we're nitpicking and I promise in your budget, we want you to have money that you spend on yourself, that you enjoy, that you get to do the things that you want to do. So we're not nitpicking every transaction in your life of, is this valuable or not? Because theoretically where we had, a, we already have a little bit of a budget or a, something in mind of this is where I want my money to go towards, but all those other transactions that we're doing at a convenience or we just have it on auto pay and we don't even think about it. Those are the things that are easy things to cancel out of our lives. Those are the things yeah. that can help us actually live below our means. And that can make sure that we can put that money towards things that are more important, like our goals. Very, very good advice. All right. So you've got your website, Kelly Showstrom.com, S-J-O-S-T-R-O-M, correct? Right. Correct. Um, when people go to your website, they can have access to all kinds of fun, free stuff, but you also have classes or one-on-one -on -one meetings. Are you doing anything special right now? So right now we're just doing these one-on-one -on -one meetings and um, we do do occasional group coaching and those come up a couple of times a year. And so when you go to my website, kellyshowstrom.com, you can sign up for the newsletter. If you also sign up for any of the freebies, you get automatically added to the newsletter. Um, and that's just a weekly email. And it'll also tell you when group coaching comes up um, in those um, in those uh, weekly emails. But for now, the one-on-one -on -one coaching is a really good place to start if you are just like, I have a special situation or I don't know what to do specifically for my income and my debt, or I just need somebody to help me stay on track and be my accountability buddy. Those one-on-one -on -one sessions are always really, really great. And you can do them just buying one session. If you just want to pick my brain for an hour, you can buy five sessions. And of course you get a little bit of a discount for those bundles. And you can also do a three month coaching package where if you just want a fresh start and you want to dive in and we want to meet weekly. And so it's kind of up to you and your budget. And um, of course I would never want this to go on credit. And so start with what you can afford. And um, it's amazing the progress that we can make just by making your money um, a priority in your life. And by me holding you accountable every single week to connect and chat and to kind of see your progress and decide how we want to move forward. And there's, I, I like that when you can go to your website and you have these little links to these neat articles, it helps you not feel so down about it. I mean, you can work really hard and I understand this. I feel the same way. Sometimes you work and you're like, gosh, I feel like I'm not getting ahead. When actually, when I go back and I look, cause I got everything charted out and making huge progress and huge leaps of paying off remainders of debt, which isn't very much to getting to the point where all of a sudden when you get those things paid off and you're, you know, you're not going out for coffee every day, you're not doing those kind of things. And all of a sudden there will be a switch where you can start putting that money back in savings and it's going to feel so good. Absolutely, Kelly. And I think we, it's really easy to get down on ourselves because we compare ourselves to our neighbor or our, you know, maybe our single friend that invests 25% of their income every single month. And we're with three kids and we're like, I'm just trying to do 5%, right? But we yeah. can't compare ourselves to our neighbors, our friends, our family, because everybody's working with a different income. Everybody's working with different debt. Everybody has different priorities. This is why your your personal, you know, your, your personal finance is personal is because you have to make the decisions for you. And so really take, an, take a, a list of all the things that you want to do and give yourself credit for actually doing some of those things. If you just figured out how much you make and how much you spend a month, that is huge. And you're a, a lot more ahead of, of a lot of people. Um, and so by tracking your spending, that's huge. By just looking to see how much debt you have, that's huge. And so give yourself kudos along the way, because this is a, a big task. It can be sometimes stressful, but I promise if you stick with it, um, it becomes more fun down the road. Mm -hmm.